0: What's up, y'all? Welcome to Conversation Peace with Patrick Armstrong. I am the titular Patrick, and this is a show where we talk about the missing pieces of the conversations we're already having. Shout out to all our returning listeners and a high five and hello to everybody joining us for the very first time. I appreciate y'all being here in month two of 2024. My guest today is the best host in the game, She is a storyteller, global brand marketer, and one of the voices of both the Indiana Pacers and the Indiana Fever. She's also the founder and owner of The Speaking Company, which teaches public speaking classes here in Indianapolis and motivates, educates, and equips learners to communicate on purpose. On top of all that, she's a fellow Boilermaker and also hails from the region. Shout out to the 219. It is my honor and privilege to welcome Olivia West to the show. Olivia, thank you so much for joining me.
1: Hey, thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. When
1: I was driving here, there was like this little tune in my head, like, Liv is on the podcast, Liv is on the podcast. (laughs) So if you need to like spin that for your outro, totally. I love that. We might have
0: to do something with that. I'll put that on John to to, to figure something out with that. But uh, um for people who don't know, uh, Olivia and I met at about six in the morning, one Wednesday, I believe, for the November project at the Bicentennial Plaza right outside of Cambridge. and I was only showing up so I could beat Samson Livingston for her next guest, upcoming guest on this show at Shooting the Basket. And I don't think that I did, but that was where I met Olivia who can shoot and hoop herself.
1: There we go. Tell the people that. Because <laughs> because sometimes, right, the role that I serve around and near basketball games, you, you never get to see me play. Right. Like, the only reason that people assume that I can play is because I'm tall, you know. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. That's it a was, stereotype
0: that we don't play into.
1: Exactly. Yeah. 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 But I'm like, I guess I'll take it, you know, especially when I'm wearing like some really cool gear. They're like, are you in the WNBA? I'm like, No, but, but but I'm flattered that they might think that. For sure.
0: Have Um, you ever had, or have you ever went with a yes? And just play No, it up. <laughs> no,
1: no, just because I'm not a liar, but Ooh, like I've that. I've definitely wanted to say yes for sure. I like for sure. That. Um yeah, so I, as you said, serve as the host for the Indiana Fever WNBA team and the Indiana Pacers NBA team. And thankfully, both teams are having and have had a great season. So Indiana Fever, we got the number round, number one round draft pick. Yep. Last year and we're getting it again this year. Yep. So I've been praying for Caitlin Clark. Come on now. Um, but even if we don't get her, we got a great team, yeah. amazing fans, and we are revved up and ready to go. And then the Pacers, I mean, like, if this mic could drop, it should drop because <laughs> they are killing it this year for real. 100%. A young team, right? Yeah. No one was expecting anything. To the final round in the in-season tournament and then like Tyrese Halliburton leading the East for All-Star Oof. Guards. Come on now, put some respect on our city.
0: hundred percent All-Star guard for the city with the All-Star Game. We're gonna be talking about that. And I do have some pacers and fever questions. We're gonna get into that for sure. I gave you a little bit of an intro coming in, but for folks who don't know who you are, do you mind sharing just a little bit more about yourself?
1: Yeah, sure. So my name's Olivia West. I grew up in northern Indiana in this in this small town called LaPorte. Uh, LaPorte is most known for our county fair. Mm. It's the oldest county fair in the state. And I actually grew up showing horses— Showing pigs and playing basketball, you're probably like, "What? What a combination!" But that's not, like, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, "Not me." Um, but yeah, that that's how I grew up. Have a wonderful, beautiful family. My mother is the goat. She's she's awesome. Raised me. Uh, went to public school for high school. Uh, went to Purdue University. I was so blessed to receive a full ride scholarship. So Purdue did me right.
0: Okay. Whenever
1: someone's like, "Oh, I use better," I'm like, "I went to Purdue for free." Yeah. So, oh, hey,
0: I like that. Yeah. I like that.
1: Yeah. Um, and then moved to Indianapolis about three years ago and I came for a corporate job I stayed for something much different
0: though ooh okay do you mind sharing what you stayed for
1: I stayed because here I can create Mm. I can just become whatever I wanted to become here and if you would have told me three years ago that I would be here in the center court with a sold out NBA game night after night I don't know if I would have believed you but I'm so thankful that it happened I'm so thankful and it's a testament to the people in this city to the organizations and just the ability to have fertile ground that you can just be whoever you want to be, you can do whatever you want to do, you can create, you can you can magnify. I mean, this city has just loved me so well, and I I have a few amazing friends who have just poured into me, as well as my you know corporate job that brought me here, just yeah. con- continuing to fill me up, and now I'm just pouring out.
0: I love that. I've listened to a few podcast episodes that you're on before coming into here, and. Everybody mentions your energy. They uh. talk about the energy that you bring. And I knew that having met you the one time and then having seen you do your thing uh, in Cambridge, but it really, I like, I really feel it. And like mm. you were talking, I'm like, I just don't want, I don't want to talk anymore. I'm just going to let you solo it up. But seriously though, this energy is infectious and it like just talking about the city in that way. Mm. I feel like we need more people talking about it like that. And yeah. understanding like, oh, we can create here. We can do these things here. You can yeah. find who you want to be here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, and- sometimes, right, people don't want to talk that talk. Okay, just just watch the way I live. Just yeah. watch the way I walk. I mean, I could not name another place right now that I could have had these same platforms and these same opportunities. Like mm. I'm telling you, someone saw me at a fever game and it's like, we have a corporate lunch and we want to pull you over for this. Or, or we're having this like super fun sporting event on a Saturday. Will you MC this to now? I'm like the spokesperson for minority, uh, business organizations. So, so it's just a beautiful journey. I mean, yeah. people are reaching out all the time. Hey, can we partner? Can I work with you? And it's like, yeah, what do you got? And they're like, we'll come up with it. <laughs> <We'll> <laughs> so make it up yeah, like you. we will make it happen. And, And then for All-Star to come to our city, you know, even before I was tapped in and plugged in with All-Star, I just thought about All-Star and I was like, I think we're all the real All-Star. I love it. I mean, they're coming to our city. Yeah. Like the NBA could have gone anywhere. The last All-Star game we had was 1985 and now 2024. I mean, look at what they've done downtown, all the building, all the construction and We've built something amazing, too, between the brands that we have here, the businesses, all of the partnerships, the creative collaborations, as well as the actual athletes and celebs that will be here. Listen, it doesn't matter if you got a brand or business. During All-Star Weekend, you can be the All-Star. At least let it inspire you. Yeah, you know?
0: exactly. Like go and immerse yourself in the activities and the things that are going on. Yeah. I'll actually have a two-week old child at that time trying to figure out how to get him on a walk and talk to be the to have the record for the youngest uh participant of a walk and talk. But just thinking about how do we how do I just immerse myself and see what the city has to offer, even if you're here. Because I was talking about with some people, you know, Super Bowl was the last like big professional mm-hmm. sporting event, you know, outside of the tournament, mm-hmm. the NCAA tournament that comes here. Every few years or every so often. And I feel like people forget sometimes that big stuff happens and can happen here and like who and what communities are here driving that. Mm. And that's one of the reasons I'm so excited for All Star, even though I probably won't be able to do as much as I want, is because just like you said, you know, you can be that All Star, you can be that person, and it doesn't mean that you are. You have to be the face of anything. It means that you are out engaging, being a part of the community. And then from there, letting the organic opportunities come.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's all it takes to be an all-star is using your gift in service to others. You know, I remember when I was in middle school, well, honestly, middle school and high school, I've never been good at math. Okay, I'm just going to say it. Same. Not that great at math, right? (laughs) I feel you. And I remember being in absolute agony and crying over my calculus book, like, at my mom's kitchen table. Like, mom, I'm so bad at math. And she would just say, honey, it's okay. You have the gift of gab. Mm. I was like, I want to be good at math, though. (laughs) Thank goodness I'm not good at math. Yeah. Right? Like, thank goodness I have the gift of gab and that I've been able to then manipulate it in service to others.
0: A hundred percent. Right?
1: Like, that's, that's what's so cool. I was so upset that I wasn't good at math or good at calculus. Thank goodness I didn't have that gift because it would make me really ineffective at what I'm doing now.
0: Sure. And shout out mom for affirming that. You know, how many parents don't affirm their kids like natural abilities and then they go and they go off in a direction. It takes them forever to find their way back to what it is that they really wanted to do. Their passion.
1: Absolutely. And I mean, getting education is great, right? Like I'll never discourage college or like training. I mean, that's all very good stuff, right? Purdue is super formative for me. Yeah. What
0: about you? 100%. Well, it was formative in maybe not the best ways. I actually dropped out after two and a half years. I don't know if we talked about this, but I was in this period of, like, rejecting my identity as an Asian really hard, and I just felt like I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know what I was doing, and I was wasting everyone's time, including my own, Mm -hmm. and so I just went right into the workforce and did a bunch of different stuff, but— I always there there's just been some moments that happened during my time here that have always either drawn me back or stuff that I can look back on as like, oh, this actually pushed me in this direction or that direction and serves as something to help me continue to figure out like what it is I'm supposed to be doing.
1: Absolutely. Isn't that so cool, though? Yeah. Right. I I mean, sometimes those trials can lead to major trophies.
0: 100%. And I
1: think when it comes to me and my journey and my path, I mean there are there are some things that I failed at. Like there are some things that I'm very ineffective at, but that's only pushed me closer to the things that I'm great at. And the and the ways that I'm really able to help and impact people. I mean, right now, right as I'm like like still thinking about how I'm developing in my, you know, my corporate job. One of the things that everyone wants to be better at is like data and analytics. Right. And I'm sitting there like, yeah, that's not how I'm going to win. Right. I'm going to win by communicating and influencing others. So if you want me to do a data position, I'll find another job because I need to put myself in the best place to serve others. And that's always going to be with the gifts that you've been given. I actually... So I brought my phone out because right before I joined you tonight, I went to this um this young professional meeting. It's called The Exchange at the Indianapolis Urban League. Okay. And Professor Lyle, brilliant guy, he was giving a presentation about personal branding. And he presented this poem. It's by Dr. Seuss. And it says, Today you are you. That is truer than true. There is no one alive who is youer than you. And it's like, dang. There's no one like me yeah. and there's no one like you and there's no one that can do the things that you do how you do them.
0: A hundred percent. And the
1: world is waiting for what you got.
0: A hundred percent. It's like it's the power of your individual experience. Nobody shares that. Even if you share an identity or a part of the same community, you are you. You. Nobody is youer than you. And that's what makes the community great. That's mm-hmm. what makes this city great is because we all— or when we all find ourselves in our individual talents, whether it's audio engineering or making music, whether it's being in behind the camera and putting out all of that kind of incredibly produced content, whether it's the gift of gab, whether yeah. it's whatever I do, I don't really, I'm still figuring it out. But, <laughs> you know, we all have those things yeah. that we bring to the table and it makes the community stronger. It makes yeah. the community more whole because we're not all doing the same thing. Yeah. If you were forced into the data job, it probably keeps the data job from somebody who actually is gifted in the data and yeah. who can really do that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so this is, this is like a different spin that I have on imposter syndrome, right? Mm, Sometimes you actually are the imposter because you don't want that job. Sure. You don't want to do that. Exactly. So, I mean, yeah, there, there are sometimes you're, you know, you're in the situation where you're like, oh, I shouldn't be doing this when you're actually really called and qualified. But if you flip it on its head, I have actually been in some positions where I am the imposter. I don't want this job. I don't like doing what I'm doing and I want to do something else. Right. And it just, it's so, it's so cool. I know that you're plugging the city of Indianapolis, but really wherever people find themselves, get connected, Yeah. ask questions. Like, I know that obviously the mics are hot right now and we're having this conversation, but this conversation is catalyzing so many things in my mind and heart. It's like, okay, what can I be doing different? Am I asking the right questions? Am I writing the story that I want to read? I mean, this conversation needs to happen in coffee shops, at the library, at tea shops. And so we just all have so much to learn And so much to teach one another too.
0: Exactly. And if we just take the time to sit and listen, like we always... I feel like today in the society that we are currently operating in, it's always loading up a response and we don't take the time to actually sit and hear what the other person's saying to understand their actual experience and be like, oh, that can inform what I'm trying to do or, oh, it's just like a perspective I never thought of. Let me like level up my own knowledge. Let me level up the game that I'm trying to be a part of. Absolutely. And and like when we do that, again, it brings it back to that wholeness of the community. It's making me, you're making me think of something that Samson says a lot and has said recently about, um, You if you don't tell people where you're from, how we know good people are from there. Wow. And that's like that's really resonated with yeah. me because I grew up in small town, Indiana, and it took me a long time to really like I wouldn't say that I'm still necessarily proud of it, but be proud of even being from this state. And it was like understanding that and thinking about, oh, like I have value here. Like that has been a powerful thing that I call on whenever I feel like the imposter. And it's like, okay, where does my, how is this like amplifying and accentuating my value? How can I maximize that? Absolutely. Not just myself, but for the people around me.
1: Yeah. I, I also think there's an overemphasis of what you do. Yes. Right. Like we, we lead with that all the time. Like, oh, I'm this and this is my job. It's like, no, I honestly, I just want to tell you who I am. Yeah. And from that emerges the value that I provide and the problems that I solve. Right.
0: A hundred percent.
1: I think that our you know generation is very concerned with purpose and very concerned yes. with like all these things, which is great. But for me, I don't know if I chased down my purpose. I think it kind of chased me down. Sure. I was way more concerned with who I am becoming. Besides what job I want to do, like yeah. I mean, when when you see me out hooping, I don't even know if we talked about like, oh, what job do you have until no. <laughs> it like it, it like we were shooting rebound, you know, other people were doing the workout, and it's like me, you, and Samson that are like <laughs> yeah. hooping. It was very inappropriate, but um, I blame him. It, it, it was totally him. <laughs> you know, I actually think we're talking about Samson a lot. Like that's my brother for real. 100%. And. I, I do want to tell the story. Um, oh, go for it. Because that, that is so cool. So Samson Levinson, Mr. Walk and Talk himself. I don't know if he knows this, but I was actually in the stands of an Indiana Fever game two years ago. And Samson was guest hosting. He was the guest MC, And I saw him doing that. And I was like, that's it. This is what I want to do. Mm. It was that day. Then I met Allison Barber. Right. The CEO of the Indiana Fever. I met her that day. I didn't have any requests yet. I was just like, hey, I just want a relationship with you. You know, can I get your contact, uh, email, phone number? It wasn't until months and months later. But when I saw Samson doing that day, I was like, man, this is me. And then, you know, I followed up. I was like, do you do this a lot? He's like, no, just like when I have time. You know, (laughs) I I, got to be there early. and I got walk and talks and stuff. But seriously... And guess what? Samson's the same guy that every time he sees me on the mic, he's like, let's go, yeah, you know? that
0: was a great Samson impression. Yeah, I'm not it is. Lie. He
1: he goes hard at uh, Indiana Pacer games. But isn't that so cool? It's 100%. Like, it's like sometimes you don't have to look on the internet for inspiration. You no. just look around you.
0: Well, that's the thing. I think we live in a time where it's so much easier to, like, get the instant gratification on TikTok or mm. Instagram or social media, and it keeps us isolated, mm. and that— happened literally because of a pandemic where we had to be yeah. isolated and a lot of that developed myself included like I found my own identity and like sense of belonging during the pandemic and when we moved back to Indianapolis right at the beginning of that I was in that journey or really started that journey and after about two years like when things started to open up back up a little bit and I started to go out I had been traveling to other places and I realized that you know, I think I'm in Indianapolis for a specific reason. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, like specifically help the Asian American community be part of that community specifically. And it made me think about like, oh, when I've lived here, uh, the previous decade, I had not made the connections with the people. Mm -hmm. I've been so focused on either my own tiny group that I was comfortable in, or like just being online. And I was like, I don't want to do that anymore. And I've got a kid on the way. And like, I'm trying to build community for him that I never had growing up. And it's like, I can only do that if I go out and meet people in the real world. Like I have to get outside of the online space and go shake hands and like make connections.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's, that's where our identity comes from, right? It's like who we are, all the influences that surround us. I mean, I am the best parts of every person in my community. You know, like I do this like my mom. I do this like my friend. I mean, I have learned so much with just the people that, you know, I surround myself with, right? It said yeah. that, like, you were the average of the three to five people that you spend the most time mm. with. Like, so, some some people got to check your friends, <laughs> right? Yeah, like, you cannot be hanging out with just anybody because you'll become them. Right. Or they'll become you, right? Which would be awesome. Like, man, they get like me tall, <laughs> pretty, six. <laughs>
0: I love it. Just kidding. The energy and the confidence. I'm here for it.
1: (laughs) No, but but for real. So confidence is something, though. I'm going to be honest. I don't know if I always had it. Okay. So growing up, I was always smart, um, but I was never, like, the smartest. Sure. And I had to look, uh, like, not look. I had to work very, very hard to get those grades, right, especially when it came to math. Um, And then even playing ball, even hooping, it seemed like there was always just someone better. Always someone taller, always someone faster, always someone stronger. And so really until my junior year of high school, I was very much a role player. Mm. But what I would do is I would go to the Y, the YMCA, and I would run games. Right. Because there you don't have to do with the politics. You don't exactly. have to do it, you know, and especially so, in
0: small town, Indiana. Exactly. You're always looking. There's somebody else's name on the back of the jersey that's getting in front of you. And it's like, wait a second, I'm better than this person
1: or the principal's kid or exactly. cousin or the insurance agent. Like there was there's was, there was so much of that going on. Right. But I I just remember being like a sophomore and junior in high school, like. Like is this is this the best there is for me? Like is the best there is to me to be a a mediocre basketball player. Now listen, I'm like I'm not gonna lie to you, by the time I was a junior or senior, like I was cold, you know? Um and and could hold my own, still can, but I was very mediocre and honestly I had the same fear in my career in life. It's like Mm. is the best I'm gonna be equivalent to a mediocre high school basketball player? Like I didn't even start till I was a senior. Am I gonna have to wait that long for sure. my career to get popping and for my purpose to be helpful? Thank God it it, it didn't take too too long, but yeah. I had to be real intentional, really.
0: A hundred percent. Well so I want to ask you, you mentioned like you showed horses and pigs and you yeah. were really heavy into 4-H growing up. And I wondered like how much of that played into like your ability, your ability to communicate some of this confidence that we're talking about. Because mm-hmm. I feel like I didn't do 4-H, but I had a lot of friends who did. I would always go to the fair because what yeah. else are you supposed to do in a 5,000 person town? But go to the fair in July. <laughs> and like I feel like you have to have those skills yeah. to be able to do that Did that work in 4-H translate into some of the stuff that you're able to do now, like help set the foundation for that?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. 4-H was an absolutely formative experience for me. So I did it for 10 years. So the time I was in third grade all the way until the time I was in 12th grade. So I was a little girl when I started. And here I am a grown woman at the end. (laughs) What it really taught me is stewardship, right? Taking care of the things that I had been given, but also in just working really, really hard, and working on your confidence, right? Confidence comes from preparation. Right. Right. There are like two pieces of the equation, especially like as I teach speaking, it's like you you have to have the confidence piece, but you also have to have the competence, mm. right? And I spent so many hundreds and <laughs> hundreds of hours with my animals, right? When you're showing pigs, you're walking the pigs, right. making sure that they're in really good shape. You're feeding them, you know, you're weighing them, all that type of stuff. When you're showing horses, it's got to look good, right? Right. But that also means that there's a lot of agility, a lot of physical, you know, they have to work out. You got to stay fit too, right? And so I think just the preparation is where my confidence has always come from, but also just believing in yourself, I have a really cool story about when, when I showed horses. Pigs I was always decent at, but I was never the best. But in horses, so a surefire way to win in the horse game is spending a lot of money on a horse. Like if, <laughs> All right. if, if you ever have like 50 to 70K that you just want to blow, buy a horse. Like a really, really good horse because then you'll always win, right? Sure. The horse that I had was nothing like that. I mean, he was priceless to me, but he was actually a rescue horse. Okay. So someone had starved him. Damn. And I rescued him. I, well, my mother and I did, which, like, horse people are crazy. Like, you spend so much time and money on those darn things. Yeah. But it was, it was amazing. So we rescued him, nurtured him back to health, and then trained him up to be this super talented horse. His name is Mickey, still alive. He's great and beautiful. Him and I won so many championships. We beat those $50,000 horses and made them look like, oh, man. And that, to me, that journey of, like, rags to riches— of going through trials and then winning trophies. I'm like, if Mickey and I can do that, I can do that with a little gift I got.
0: Yeah, for yeah. sure. Well, and then it tra- it translates into not only this building of confidence, the setting the table for being cold on the court, yeah. getting the, getting the ball in the basket, doing your thing out there. And then it becomes like the trophy, one of these trophies is being able to go to Purdue on a full ride. So, how does that evolution play into like this growing confidence, this sense of identity, the sense of belonging that you're trying to either to seek or building upon? How does that change once you get to Purdue?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, that that full ride scholarship to Purdue was an absolute blessing. I already had pre-decided that I wanted to go to Purdue because a lot of people in my family went and it was just great. You know, sure. like you go to Purdue, you made it. Now, when I got the scholarship letter that I had won a full merit-based Scholarship. It was it was just surreal. Um, I'm a believer in Jesus Christ. I'm a Christian. And that was really one of the moments that I just felt the Lord providing mm. and guiding. It's like, yeah. all right, I'm definitely supposed to go here, right? Because it's making sense. It's making right. sense, yeah. right? I'm definitely supposed to go here. <laughs> yeah. But I spent my first year there not really doing a whole lot of the things that I should have been doing. Okay. It was challenging. I mean, I was hanging out with people who could sure. like kind of care less about school and kind of care less about me. And I ended up getting on academic probation. Uh, it was it was awful. It was awful because I was used to winning. Right. Right? I was used to being successful. Like, everything I touched, I I worked at, and then it got good. And so that humbled me. But sometimes when you're at rock bottom, the only place to go is up. Mm. And so I had actually hurt my ankle at the co-rec playing okay. ball one Yo. day. And then I went home over holiday break and looked at my grades that got me on academic probation. I said, something got to change. <laughs> <laughs> like, actually, I don't think it can get much worse. Something has sure. to change. And so when I went back to campus, I was like, I have three years left here, and I got to make them count. So, yeah, you know, I had to start acting different, right? Yeah. Sitting in the front. Like, anyone who knew me at Purdue, uh, well, at least sophomore through senior year, they know that I dressed business casual, sat in the first two rows, would ask questions, would volunteer for things, and would just put myself out there. Mm. And that's why when I went to go get the big internships, I got them. Yeah. That's why when I went to go study abroad, the whole thing got paid for. Right? Mm. And so, really, like, the, that that big success was just a lot of small wins. Right? Sure. Just like, changing my attitude, my environment, my behavior. But definitely, Purdue was, was an amazing experience. Like, looking back, oh, my gosh, the community I had. Yeah. It was just, it, it was awesome. But I had to make a pivot, like, who I was freshman year. I'm so glad that I came out a very, a very different and changed and more valuable person.
0: Well, there's nothing like an injury to make you reflect on everything that's happening in your life, especially at that age. I've been, I injured myself with a car wreck many times. Yeah. Um, quick sidebar, how many, how many games in a row uh, did you run? At the co rec, what was your record?
1: Oh, wow. Well, if I had time, right, because it was always like a, <laughs> yeah, yeah. a time thing, because the co rec closed at like 10 or 11, yep. I believe. And then through COVID, it was even more restrictive because I was there Ooh, that's like. That's a good point. Yeah, I was there like right when, 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 when COVID started. Um, I would say like usually seven games was my max. I, I had to good. tap out, you know. I mean, seven
0: games pretty good though. Seven, seven is lot. good,
1: but also like I'm not gonna lie, my teams were never that great. To, to the point that <laughs> that we could run and beat people seven times. I also think depending on different groups right yeah. as being a female, it was mostly men that I play with sure. right And so some of them are like great respect me, respect my game because like shooters shoot come on now yeah like you could probably jump higher than me you could probably run a little faster but I will shoot it in your face like yep. that is not a problem um, and and will never will be, right. I think though that, yeah, listen. No, I love but, it. I'm here well, for it. Well, because well, and this is funny because one of my really good friends is a professional basketball player and like when I play against her, it's sad. Like she she treats me like a baby girl. Mm. I mean, it's it's bad. I so I played in um the city league last summer. Oh, okay. And the points that I scored all season, she average in a game, so.
0: Damn. Yeah,
1: the skill level is crazy. So anyone that's, like, listening to this is like, well, I don't think professional players are that good. They are. That yeah.
0: reminds me of the Brian Scalabrini videos where he's just humbling dudes who think that they could be a professional athlete, he's like... I was the end of the bench player I'm 10 times better than you.
1: <laughs> 10 times better well it's is it's also perplexing to to hear men like grown men that are you know in their careers are like you know I could have went to the NBA I'm like mm-hmm so why didn't he? you you yeah. know and then and then also unfortunately a lot of people are like oh like I've got to be better than than this player I'm like no there's no way yeah. I mean the sure. the the, per- the very small percentage of people that make it to the league they're still better than you stop playing
0: that's what I'm saying like there's only like what 250 players in the in, in, the, in the league and it's like you think you're better than one of the 250 best players in the world like come
1: on oh I know I know I know anyway it's but you know what I'm not gonna knock the con- if if that's what you know makes yeah. you tune into the games and like stay involved you know ha- half of the people who, who go to the games are like I could have done that but you
0: know 100% you got the you got the 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 audience refs. I don't know why I'm calling it. The crowd refs, I guess. Crowd refs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All the time.
1: Okay, but mad respect for officials and referees. 100 because, because that's that's what I did in college, like, to make money. And, man, that game is hard. I mean, I don't know why, but as soon as you put the shirt on and the whistle, you just miss stuff. Yeah. But in the stands, you see everything.
0: I mean, because you're out there. You're moving. like, yeah. And you have your, like, one area that you're trying to take care of. Yeah. Because you you're on a team of refs. And, yeah, I—it's like—it's— been a hot topic this season yeah. i feel like the well yeah situation, I, but.
1: I think i think nba officials there yeah and they're
0: and, and you're there every like in every game so yeah, you know, you say, yeah easy. well
1: <laughs> it is actually quite funny like there are some officials that really like to get on tv you know like when they're looking oh, yeah, yeah. and they're like the verdict is i'm yep. like are you a reporter or an official but <laughs> <laughs> it is it, it is so funny but it has been like the greatest joy just being being sideline watching the games, interacting with the fans, sure. you know. So there's really funny. So depending on what different game or activity that we're doing, sometimes I'll look for like a child to play the game if it's something fun and easy, or a yeah. dance cam. Or sometimes I'll look for an adult, right? And there was these two boys. They were probably just a couple years apart. And I asked them to do one of the dance cams with me. And so I was like, all right, guys, second time out, like, we're going to do the dance cam. And they're like, okay. And so I was stalling. And then I asked them, like, hey, do you play basketball? This kid was maybe, like, five years old. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, what position? And he goes, offense i'm like wow and and his mom is like no 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 you play guard but i, I was like man you you could make it to the nba that's that's all they play you know, too
0: exactly, exactly he is in his mind already yeah, he's got yeah, the mentality Yeah, yeah. that's the steph curry effect right there I oh think. my
1: gosh that was like he he thought a second and he said offense i'm like man me too me too
0: i feel you young one a hundred percent um So you find yourself in Indy, you graduate from Purdue, you're here now, you already have a job and stuff lined up, but I feel like you are, well, I guess I want to ask like, how does your sense of belonging and purpose change once you get here? Does it change or is it something that you're just continuing to build upon after what you found post freshman year at Purdue? Wow.
1: Wow. Sense of belonging is important. We all need it. You yeah. know, it doesn't have to be 10 people. Sometimes it's two. In, right. in, in my case, it is just a couple of people. I I find safety and security in having just a couple of folks that know me well and love me deeply. Right. Um I, I think at Purdue, actually, I like to know everybody. And honestly, I liked to have been known by everybody, too. Like, that was really important. But I think now, I mean, I have my 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 few select friends, you know. Obviously, business partners and clients are different. A lot of times they become friends. Sure. Um, but really I don't I don't think you have to have a ton of friends. Now it is important to be engaged in community right so right. so you're accessible so you can share stories and provide value to others. but yeah, I just have a couple a couple of best friends um, really really privileged to have a, a, a really loving um, partner and he's he's great. I also love like when I win, he's like, yes, this is happening to us. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's happening to yeah, us. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you're right, I guess. <laughs> it's, like, it's like we we both host for, for,
1: for this. You <laughs> just
0: living vicarious through you.
1: Hey, But I love it, right? Because yeah. that's when it's it's so hard to really learn from one another if you don't get close to people, right? Sure. I, I used to keep people kind of at an arm's distance away because I'm only child. And honestly, I got let down a lot right? People would claim to be close and like, oh, I got your back. But then when you needed someone on your back, they weren't there. Yeah. Um, And so I think that I like I was quite gar- guarded for a while. You know, I was just like, I just st- keep it business standing on business. Right. And now I'm like, oh, no, I'm actually like really human and emotional. And I'm going to do all these super cool, dope things. But I also need someone to just do life with.
0: Yeah. Well, it's like because like you said, you know, it's different like clients and, and, and businesses and things that you work or people that you work with aren't always your friends and this is what I talk about when I talk about community a lot when I found the adoptee community the big thing was it was like oh this is a whole group of people that I just need in my life mm-hmm. and I eventually learned that oh okay like it's good to be a part of this community I am but not everybody is moving at the same wavelength not everybody totally. is aligned and you kind of you don't whittle it down but mm-hmm. you find the right people and when you yes. find the right people that's when you really hit your stride and start yeah. moving forward in absolutely a
1: good way. absolutely it is it is an absolute puzzle. I mean, there there are so many people that I know loosely, which are cool, and we have each other's phone numbers, but we don't really kick it on the weekends, which is fine. Right. There's some people like we're work besties, right? Or you know, like there are there are so many people that I see and interact with in the stadium that man, they'll come up with me, give me a hug, ask me how my week's been. I'm not sure if we know each other's names, you know? Sure. So so it's like sometimes those those weak connections, those weak ties, professionally, those can be really beneficial. 100. So but community is important. I mean. I am. I am so blessed to have a strong community, right? I I have a strong church community. I have a strong young professional community. But then I also have a few older people who just love me, care about me, pour into me, and counsel me uh, and correct me for sure. They're like, "Hey, uh, do less of this." Right. Well, it's it's accountability. (laughs) It's like, hey, you
0: know, you can be accountable too. It's okay. It's okay. And I feel like one thing that I really just get from you is the sense of like you are who you are in all of these different spaces. Mm. And I think that's hard for people too, because you feel like you have to put a mask on Mm. and move and operate differently in a different setting. Like Mm. as opposed to work, as opposed to friends, as opposed to family, Uh. you feel like you have like your set and who you are and you're able to move between these different spaces and be that same person.
1: Yes. I I am me through and through. I, I don't know how to be anybody else. And even if I tried to be, I think I would be just not a very good version of them, right?
0: 100%. A lot
1: of my success has been rooted in authenticity, right? Mm. When when people reach out, they don't just want anyone to announce their event, right? Right. They want to work with me. Right for the skills and the expertise and the energy that I bring. And no one else can do it like me and no one else can do it like you, but that's the beauty, right? Right? Like the reason that you buy one product rather than another is because one's just a better fit, right? And so when I think about who am I, who am I consistently, what is authentic to me? I mean, and, and things evolve, right? Things change, but I'm just so grateful and thankful that I'm just secure in who I am, and I'm yeah. never going to try to be anyone else.
0: I love it. You are you, and there's no one youer than you. Shout out, Dr. Seuss. Shout out, Dr. Dr. Seuss, job. minus the, the racist stuff that happened. Yeah, but anyways, yeah, minus the racist Yeah, that's really that. unfortunate. Um, <laughs> so we are in All-Star Month. I'm calling it a month because I feel like we got stuff going on the yeah, entire time. For like, sure. What are you most looking forward to that? Is just like on your calendar, you got to make sure besides like the games and stuff. But like, what are you most looking forward to, to being and seeing and and doing?
1: NBA All-Star 2024. Remember, the game's not just coming to us. We are the All-Star, right? right? You are the All-Star, regardless of where you sit, if you have a brand, business or not, you are the All-Star. Connect with people. Be downtown, go outside, come to these events. I would say, and I know this is coming out in February, so I can say this, right? Because it's Yo. not like public, public yet. But there's going to be some epic things happening at the Indiana Convention Center, mm. which is NBA crossover. Yo. And what crossover is, it's everything that is attached to the game of basketball, right? So it's food, art, culture, fashion. I mean, I'm talking about celebrity and athlete interviews, there's going to be an NBA G League dunk contest. you got to get to the Indiana Convention Center. Mm. And it is just going to be a collision of the best parts of the game of basketball and of our city. Like, we have got to get in there. I know there's also going to be, like, a lot of parties and stuff at (laughs) night. I don't do that, but what I do is culture. And what I love to talk about is anything basketball, business, and community. Like, that is me, basketball, business, community— and NBA Crossover is the perfect compilation of all those things. So if you're hearing this and you're looking for something to do, All-Star Weekend, that's what you need to do. Go to the Indiana Convention Center NBA 2024 Crossover. It's going to be dope. I cannot wait. I am hosting the Crossover Conversations, mm. and I'm getting to talk that talk with some people that a lot of us know and love. So
0: okay, super,
1: super excited about that, as well as I'll be hosting the—not the real All-Star Game, but I'll be hosting— the Rising Stars game.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, that's what's
1: up. Yeah. So I'm super excited about that. Right. Victor Wimbinyama's gonna yeah. be there. He's huge, and uh, that's. <laughs> Like it's just it's just so it's just so interesting, like with people who are that tall. It's like wow.
0: Yeah, I just saw yeah. a picture of him dunking over somebody who's 6'10". Everybody. Yeah, everybody. <laughs> but it like looks like he's two inches off the ground and his arm is up at the top of the back. Yeah. I'm just like, what is happening here?
1: I know, I know. It's wild. It's like I I can't even dunk like that at Sky Zone where they have a trampoline to help you.
0: Right? Yeah. It's like it's yeah, it's okay. It's yes. fine. We do our thing. We shoot. Exactly. We shoot the ball.
1: Exactly. Let's shoot or shoot. Yeah. And 100%. dunkers I guess they dunk. That that doesn't flow as well. Well at all. But um yeah. yeah, I I would really, really encourage people to just get downtown and have conversations, share your story, ask people for their contact, stay in contact, follow up, please. Right. Yeah. Um, but I think that it's a really important time in our city for our people. Yeah. Because there are a lot of brands and businesses, the biggest ones in the world coming here. Yep. And so it'd be a shame if we didn't get connected. Right. And I just know that there's going to be so many amazing collaborations that emerge from this. And so use those four days. Right. And I'm saying four days because it literally starts on the 16th. It goes the 16th, 17th, 18th, 19th. So it starts on Thursday with a tip off event right outside of Game Bridge. And y'all, some of these things are free. Mm -hmm. Now, some of them you got to pay to play. Which I'm not going to be playing those games, <laughs> right? <laughs> but, um, but, but some of them are free. Some yeah, of them yeah. are, are are lower cost, right? And just get close, right? Park, park your car. Uber, take the bus. I don't know, but get downtown because it's going down. Come on, Gamebridge yeah. Fieldhouse. Let's go. Man,
0: I don't know if we can get any more hype than that. And it's like <laughs> every single t- time you speak, I just see why you're on the court, why you're doing this, why you're hosting all these games. It's important to have somebody like yourself here from indiana come to the city come and then be one of these voices that leads us through all of the seasons everything that we're doing i think it's super exciting and it's a big privilege to be able to sit here and have this conversation with you i've got a few fun questions just okay. before we wrap it up here and again i just really cannot thank you enough for taking the time to have this conversation first question is we've got we already talked about at the top but we got rookie of the year Aaliyah boston we have the number one pick in this next in this upcoming draft like is it Caitlin Clark? Is it Caitlin Clark? Like, do you think that's where we gotta go? My like, goodness. What, like, I just needed to hear from you, somebody who's in 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 it. In the ish.
1: Yes. Well, I mean, I'm definitely not speaking on behalf of the team or franchise. <laughs> like, let me do the disclosure there. But but I mean, if Caitlin Clark comes out, come on, she's coming to Indiana, baby. Yeah. She's coming to Indiana. Let's yeah. go. She's a Midwest girl, that's right? What I'm saying. Iowa here. So there's also a misconception though that if a really high paid NIL player comes to the WNBA, that they lose money. No, that is that is so that's yeah, so wrong. I just a- saw a story about that. Exactly. Yes, Aaliyah Boston. Thank you. Set the record straight. But if you come out of college with big NIL deals, they'll come with you. Yeah. Why not, would they
0: not? Why would they go somewhere? <laughs>
1: they're, they're not partnering with the college. Yeah. They, they do not care about the college. They care about you, about exactly. the athlete, right? And so. Kaitlyn Clark has a super bright future wherever she goes, but I hope that her future is bright right here with the Indiana Fever. We need a a championship team again, and you know if she comes here, it's going to happen. A hundred percent. Regardless, though, if we get Kaitlyn Clark or not, I'm going to need Gainbridge Fieldhouse filled up for the 2024-25 season.
0: Hell yeah. I'm Let's bringing go. my kid. We're going to make it because
1: happen. And, and by then, they'll be two months old. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's like two weeks old, All Star game, two months That's old. That's okay. I'll
0: put them headphones on. They'll be all right.
1: Listen, you got to. Yeah, some, I'm some, trying. Some.
0: I mean, they can be whatever they want to be. Whenever yes. they're listening to this, you can be whatever you want to be. Also, please play basketball.
1: Yeah, yeah. Please, like, just consider it. Please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. think about it. Yeah, I'm just going to th- submit this to you for, for consideration. Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, support women's sports. It's like yes. unsaid now, but like, Women's sports are amazing. Sport is amazing, right? Yeah. And talent is amazing. So why wouldn't you want to be in a position to see it happen? Exactly. History was made with Aaliyah Boston this past year, right? Yeah, and people were loving it. I mean, yeah. it was it was it was just amazing and epic. And so, Pacers Sports Entertainment is investing so heavily into the team. And we're just making the game better. So you don't want to miss us this year.
0: Exactly. You don't want to be the person that's hopping on the bandwagon after it's already been done through the station. Exactly. Like, be on the train now. Be, get on get the, train, on the now. train
1: Get on the train. Seriously, 100%. call up that ticket office. Say, hey, I, I want this package. right? Shoot, I want season tickets because we have fun. And what's so interesting about Fever Games, right, sometimes the NBA games get expensive. And they get incredibly crowded and a little chaotic sometimes, yeah. right? You know, with the parking situation. When it comes to Fever games, it is family friendly, family fun. Everything centered around family and kids and fun. And so yep. I'm, I just am elated to invite people to Gamebridge Fieldhouse House to support your Indiana Fever in 2024.
0: Hell yeah! On the other side, Pacers just completed a big trade. Pascal Siakam on the court now, looking pretty good. People said he was going to be a good fit. I was a little, uh, I was like, I'm 100. I'm not 100 percent sure. Looks great. I like the fit. Your perspective, where do you think that places us now in the East as we move towards the playoffs?
1: I think it's, for me, it's a little too early to comment on that because I'm just going to need to see consistency and leadership. Sure. Right? Yes. When when you give up what we gave up to get him, man, you better bring something, right? And I see that trade – being made for the future, right? But also to set us up really, really, right. really strong in the near future. But I mean, that's a lot to give up, right? Yeah. A couple a couple first round trades as well as Bruce, you know, shoot, buddy just I got here. I'm
0: so I was very really sad to see <laughs> yeah. that he was in that.
1: Yeah, but you know, it's, it's, it's all a part of the game. And if yeah. I'm being honest, there's like the entertainment side that we watch, but then there's like the business and commerce of basketball, yes. which is way more complex, right? There there are so many considerations that go into that, and I'll let the experts be experts, but for me, I'm going to need some more time to really see.
0: For sure. Yeah. I'm not saying one way or the <laughs> other. I do think that it's like it's a win-now move, yeah. and it also is like looking at the future a little bit. Yes. I heard an interesting thing. You called us a young team earlier, and I actually saw that we're not that young. Like, Hallie is young, but yes. everybody else is like 27, 28. Very interesting. So it's like, I'm interested to see this dynamic play out. I agree. Too right. early, but I'm excited.
1: Right, right. Well, and and when I say young, that's so relative in the NBA right now, right? It's like, why are we calling 25 year olds like That's true. LeBron set the
0: curve. It's you can play till you're 60 and you can still perform at a hey, high level.
1: Hey, man, the <laughs> GOAT. But seriously, I'm, I'm, I mean, I think. I think just the spirit is young, yeah. right? Oh, it's like, yeah. even if they're, yes. they've are they been in the league for a couple of years, maybe got traded to some other teams, the spirit and the and the pace of play is young, yeah. right? And, you know, our, like, motto this year is revved up. And I really feel like they've embodied that. It's 100%. like, let's just show them. You yeah. know, this in-season tournament, they didn't think we're going to make it. Look at who made
0: it. <laughs> Look at 100%. who made it. 100%. Yeah. Um, all right, one more fun question, then we're going to close it out here. Generally we have at All Star a celebrity game. They pick Olivia West. She on the court. You're on the team. How many points are you putting up?
1: As a celebrity game? Well, that's 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 a hard question because like <laughs> some celebrities are real cool, they're real gifted, but they could be trash yeah. on the court. Um, so I'm not sure. Like I'm gonna be honest with you. Exiting out of my senior year, I was averaging like twelve points a game as like So, I mean, again, you know, mediocre, but it was decent. um, Now when I play, brother, (laughs) like, I'm lucky if I shoot four times. So, yeah, because just like the leagues that I'm playing in, you know. But now at the YMCA, like, I will get buckets. You, you I also, yeah and, yeah, and I've also realized, like, at the YMCA, you're playing at a rec center. If you pass the ball, you're not getting it back.
0: No, never. So, so guess it. what?
1: I'm like, mm, I might as well just do yeah. it, right?
0: You get a little breakdown, step back, put the shot up.
1: Exactly. And, like, some days I'm feeling it. Yes. Some days in there, I'll start talking trash to these guys, and I'm like, let me be careful. <laughs>
0: <Right>? <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for it. You got to yeah. talk yeah. it. Yeah. If yeah. You're hitting, you didn't, you got to be talking. There you go. But, yeah, sure. but
1: I'm not going to lie. Celebrity game, I I would just be happy to be out there. I'd be like, hey. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I will say, I guess Samson's episode's coming out after this one, but yeah. I will say Samson said a lot.
1: What I asked him. Okay, but him up. him on the court, he's different. He's, like, yeah, he, he takes nice. videos of himself nice. on the court. I'm so. like, where
0: are you setting this camera up, and who's allowing you to do this? That's what and, I think.
1: And he's <laughs> mic'd up. I'm like, this is this is insane. He just produces his own content. Doing it for the grand. Content. Yeah, 100%. doing it for the- yeah, That is one thing, like- he, he does. Yeah. When, when he hoops in the morning, he does it for the gram. And what's so funny is the people that he's playing against that he embarrasses, they just consent to it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I'm like, go knock his camera down or something. Like, come back a little bit.
1: I would never let someone post a video of them crossing me. No. Or making, like, four three-pointers in my face. I
0: always am like, there's always one reaction that just makes me die laughing in every video. I'm just like, why did you do that to that guy? I just, I'm oh like, my I goodness. can't believe you.
1: Yeah, yeah, it, it is. And, like, man. they'll just be like, yeah. and run back. And I'm like... I, I, just, I would not let someone videotape me playing basketball like no, this. <laughs> absolutely not.
0: Um, Olivia, thank you so much for sitting down, having this conversation, dropping so much knowledge on us and getting us hype for All-Star. It's uh, it's exciting time. I'm excited. Everybody listening is excited. So can't wait to see you doing your thing out here. Last but not least, how do we support you moving forward?
1: The way you can support me moving forward is if you know anyone that's throwing an event, you need an event host, someone to kind of bring that energy. I talk all things basketball, business, and community. Mm. So if you're hosting a pitch competition or you have some type of corporate luncheon that's historically boring, we can make <laughs> it not boring, right? I can help make it fun. So if, if if you, your business, your brand, someone that you know, maybe an employer that's yeah. hosting something, an event, call me in, let's partner, let's make it great. Mm. Let's make it fun, Right. It doesn't matter. I mean, seriously, I have hosted pitch competitions. You or, just hosted
0: the All Star one.
1: Oh, that was cool. Yeah, that, I cannot wait to see who wins that one hundred and fifty thousand dollars for their business. That's life changing. Yeah, hell yeah, one hundred and fifty k. Let me have it. Right? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> give it to me. Yeah. Um, but but how exciting was that? Seven Indiana based entrepreneurs pitching for one hundred and fifty thousand dollars in seed money. Mm. Come on now, yeah. that's awesome. That is yeah. So dope. Again, you're the All Star. Right? You're the
0: all star. Um, That's gotta be the title of this episode.
1: Yeah, you're the you're the real all star. Yeah. do it. There 100%. we go. There we go. Um, yes. Yeah, so basketball, business, community is what I like to talk about. I like to ask other people about. And so if you're hosting a conversation, uh, I will. I would love to be a part of it. Additionally, and I know this is coming out beginning of February on February 22nd, I'm hosting a one-hour conversation with Mr. Shannon Sharp. So it's gonna be me. And Shannon Sharp at Warren Central High School, February 22nd at 6 p.m. And I'm going to ask this brother about all the stuff you want to know about. Cat Williams, Williams, all of that. So that is is a really awesome event. Steward Speakers is hosting that. Mm. Uh, It's a speakers uh, bureau group, and they bring notable African-Americans to the city of Indianapolis every year. And so we're hosting Shannon Sharp on February 22nd, and I'm hosting that conversation. The story of how that happened is for another day. Sure. All I'm saying is ask and you shall receive, right?
0: A hundred percent. You're manifesting all this stuff. I love it.
1: <laughs> Amen. And then in April, we're hosting Coach Prime. Deion Sanders is going to be in our city. So I don't know if I'm hosting that conversation yet, but February 22nd, Shannon Sharp, pull up Warren Central. We're I will be there. It.
0: and it. Speaking he- it into existence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here for it. I'm super excited for all this stuff. That's got me. I got a bunch more questions about that but that again that's for another time <laughs> Good Olivia stuff. I appreciate you for being here, for being you. Nobody is youer than you, and we are out here right now doing it. Um, everything that we just talked about, everything that Olivia brought up about what she's doing and how you can get a hold of her, as well as all of the stuff coming up for All Stars is going to be here in the show notes, so make sure you check that out. For us, shows, episodes drop every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. If you want to support us, leave us a rating or review on all of those platforms. You can follow us on IG at Conversation Podpiece, and make sure you subscribe to the newsletter Conversation Piece, the newsletter, out every Monday paid subscribers get exclusive access to our companion podcast as well conversation notes that drops every Wednesday I cannot wait for all-star month this is so exciting it has been an absolute pleasure Olivia to have you can't wait for people to hear the energy that you bring until then though I've been the titular Patrick and this has been conversation peace see y'all soon